Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. With winter coming and weakened pandemic immune systems, it's important that we keep our kids healthy. Tiger gummies are an incredible daily vitamin that I give to my own kids to support their little growing bodies. There are 22 essential nutrients in one gummy. They're vegan, all natural, and free of dye and junk, and my kids actually like them. Visit tigergummies.com and use my code REDCARPET20 at checkout for 20% off a subscription of vitamins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. And wow, 2021 is not what I expected it to be so far. Um, There's a lot going on, but I prefer to focus on the important stuff like, I don't know, the Kim and Kanye divorce, the fact that Hilaria Baldwin is not Hilaria. Um, Just kidding. Um, But anyway, Broadway is still shut down. And again, this is the longest shutdown in history, over 310 days at this point. And I just feel so bad for everybody in the arts industry in general. This is not easy on them. And you know, it's not easy on me. And I'm not even a performer. I just really miss live theater. Um, So my guest this week is someone very special to me and um, special to the, the Broadway community. She's Daisy Egan, and she actually still holds the title of the youngest female to ever win a Tony Award at the age of 11. Um, And this was for her role as Mary in The Secret Garden. And this was back in 1991. She played opposite of one of my favorite performers, Mandy Patinkin, and the late Rebecca Luker. And sadly, Rebecca Luker passed away about two weeks ago from ALS. And that was, oh my gosh, that was such a tragedy. She had the voice of an angel and she was only 59 years old. But anyway, um, I just idolized Daisy, especially in that show. I was also cast as Mary in a production in New Hampshire, and I just remember listening to Daisy over and over and over again on the soundtrack. I just wanted to to sound like her and act like her because I I thought she was just perfect. So um, in 2016, Daisy performed the role of Martha in The Secret Garden, which is um, Mary's servant. And she did that at Lincoln Center. And I felt so happy that I got to go and see her live. It was just totally full circle for me. She's an incredibly talented performer. And, you know, she's a really complex person. Um, I, I love talking to her and getting to know her and just checking in with her about her life and her son and, and her craft. So right after this quick break, I'll play my chat. If you're anything like me and your mind is constantly racing, then you need to try Caliper CBD packets. I take one packet and I mix it with water before bed and I sleep so much better. I wake up completely fine and not groggy at all. Caliper CBD packets are perfectly measured and there's no mess and they are powerful. They're also perfect for any time of the day. Visit trycaliper.com and use my code RED20 for 20% off CBD packets plus free shipping on your first order. 
That's trycaliper.com and use the code RED20 for 20% off and free shipping. Where? So you lived in New York, you lived in Brooklyn, and then you moved to the West Coast. Yeah. So, oh God. Um, I moved to LA in 20, 2003. Okay. And I was out here for about 13 years. And we, you know, we just had to go back to New York. I felt like that's yeah. where my career was going to be. And my family was there. So we went back to New York and then I almost instantly, I mean, not almost instantly, I guess a, a year later I left and I went on tour and then I got back from that tour and about six months later I left on another tour. So I was actually barely there. Wow. Okay. Um, and when I got back from the second tour, I started a TV, I started a TV show out here. I was like a recurring. Mm-hmm. And when season two started, they, they booked me for so many episodes and I had been flying myself back and forth, which was nuts. And I was, you know, it's like a non-network show. I wasn't making network money and I was, and I was just recurring. It's not like I was, was it was good trouble. Okay. Which channel was was that on? It was free form. Okay. Yeah. So I, so yeah, so I, like it didn't make any sense for me to fly back and forth and then there was one day in December of 2019 where I was walking Monty to school in Brooklyn and it was nine degrees and I just said to myself I'm not doing this anymore trust me I know that's like that's sort of how I'm feeling now but I love the city so much I don't know I don't know I mean again I where are you from I'm from New Hampshire. So, um, yeah, I'm from New Hampshire, but at this point I went to college here. I went to Marymount. So I've split my entire life, like 18 years, 18 years. Like, so I kind of feel like, I don't know if I was going to leave, I would have done it by now. Uh, my husband, he would love to leave. He doesn't like the city anymore, especially after, you know, Cuomo sort of, you know, yeah. And de Blasio, all this stuff right now. It's like, so it's giving everyone such a headache, but, um, but you're in LA now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So yeah. <laughs> I need to tell you, like, I was obsessed with you. I wanted oh. to be you. So I, no, you don't understand. So when I was 11, I was cast in this, your garden is Mary, you know, back in New Hampshire. And I listened to the soundtrack over and over and over again. And I, to the point where they were like, listen, Lauren, we really think you're doing a good job, but you can't sound just like Daisy on the, you know what I mean? You have to like, have your own uh-huh. I mean like your own version but yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't see any other version like uh-huh. why would there why should there be another version and Thanks. then totally came full circle for me when I saw you with Martha at Lincoln Center uh-huh. so Thanks. yeah so you're you're seriously incredible and, and I've yeah. I've literally looked up to you for a very very long time oh I really appreciate that it's yeah. it's funny I've been talking a lot about that concept of like looking up to people and feeling like we're not as successful as we want to be. Like, I think there's always some, there's always like, I think about Audra McDonald and like, how could she want any more success or like, or feel like she's not as successful as she wants to be. But like, I think everybody has that drive in them that they're like, there's one other person that they're like, Mm -hmm. that's the level I want. (laughs) And I had had this idea for a really long time of doing a cabaret because I, I struggle with like do I want to keep singing I have this thing where I'm like I'm supposed to sound like I don't know who it is in my head I'm supposed to sound like but it's always yeah. been that way for me and I've, I've gotten in my way 
in my own way over life. And now I'm like 41. I'm like, I don't have to do it if I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah. this is a decision I could make that I could just decide, like, I don't want to sing professionally anymore. And I had just done a one woman show. And the feedback I got was either you didn't sing enough or you should sing more in the show. And I was like, mm. well, okay, I can't please everyone. Yeah. And I thought, what if I did a show where I had a pianist and a piano and like maybe even a whole band if I just had money to burn. And I kept introducing a song, like I kept being like this next song means a lot to me. And the intro would just go on and on and I would never <laughs> sing. And like maybe the pianist would start in it like the intro but they would never get to play and like eventually they'd just walk off. Okay. And, and so that sort of, I talked about that with Jordan and then that sort of turned into like, what if we did a show where like, there was just a hot dude sitting on stage and we just sort of like berated him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then that turned into Daisy and Jordan's Sunday Brunch of Shame. Yes. And the, like, I loved the pictures that you guys did and the promotions. It was so fun. You guys looked so hot and like, just oh, thanks. like, yeah, like hot methods, just like you <laughs> wanted to look. So if you we guys bring that, that back, yeah, I am definitely seeing it next time if you bring it back. Um, but will. I was also, I was so sorry to hear about Rebecca Luger last oh, week. I know. I mean, I think about that and I'm like, you must have had such a time like just kind of processing yeah, that it was just, yeah it was a shock it it was a shock because I didn't know she was sick until everybody knew you know when yeah. she announced last February and I had emailed her a few times and I didn't hear back which is probably because she was just inundated you yeah. know and mm -hmm. busy which is you know totally understandable mm -hmm. but I didn't realize she was as sick as she was. And I, and Danny at one point posted a picture of the two of them and she was in her wheelchair. And I, even that was shocking. I was like, geez, I had I no idea. I felt the same way. It was, it was jarring almost because yeah. I, I, again, when you were in Secret Garden, she also did it at, um, yes. I think Lucia Lortel. And I feel like yes. I just saw her in it. I was like, I just saw her I know. reprise Lily. And then, and then all of a sudden Danny's posting these pictures and you're like, oh my gosh. I, I know it's unbelievable. And it's, and I think that disease especially is so scary because it just seems like it's arbitrary and it seems like it's mm -hmm. just like comes out of nowhere and you either can live with it or it yeah. just takes you. And yeah. I was on Twitter, which I don't actually go on that often and and mm. I guess the New York Times like the obit came up yeah and so it was before everybody started posting about it and I was just oh. I, I I was just blown back and I texted John Babcock who played Colin yeah and I called uh Kay Walby who played my mother and she and I have remained in contact all these years and she hadn't heard yet and um oh. yeah so I've broken the news to her and um yeah. It, you know, that was a seminal time in my life. That was, and she was, a, she was definitely a mother figure. And she was also, I mean, talk about like a voice that you want to emulate. Like, oh she, you know, I was so gorgeous. It was, yeah. it was out of this world. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. And like, and she really did sound like an angel. And she was, she mm -hmm. was one of those absolute sweetest women I've people whatever really? oh god oh, I don't so remember nice. ever seeing her any anything other than just beaming and gleaming and happy and yeah. um yeah that was that was a lot but I will say that one thing that it sort of hit hit home for I've had a lot of loss in my life mm. 
And one thing that this loss sort of solidified for me was like how fortunate we are to get to love people and how how lucky we are when somebody like deigns to to be in your life you know mm-hmm. and to share a piece of themselves and how precious that is I had a, yeah. a friend I had a friend die suddenly in September I had no idea he was sick oh, um, I'm so sorry yeah but that was another instance of like hold the people in your life close because you right. just never know you right know? yeah um and how lucky we all were to have have had her in our lives in whatever capacity mm-hmm. and that she'll and that she'll live on you know in her music um and her and her stepsons um we're just lucky that we had her yeah no I agree that was such a loss but I did I thought of you and I thought of that whole cast and you know because yeah. that was you guys were together for such a long time. Um, do you ever keep in touch with Mandy Patinkin? Not really. Not no. really. I, I, um, it's funny. He, he did some YouTube, like ask me anything yeah. some years ago. And somebody had asked like, what was your favorite moment in the secret garden? And he said, uh, the moment when that little girl ran into my arms every night. And I was like, um, Wait. What? Pardon me? Wait, yeah. shut up. He said that little girl? Yeah, Wait, and I was like... That old to not remember. Right. Who knows? I mean, you know, I think... Sorry for that laugh. That was a, a genuine laugh. Oh. <laughs> Mandy, Mandy is a singular person. Yeah. And God bless him. And also, you know, God bless all the work he did for the election. And I, I actually emailed him after I watched The Princess Bride. Yes. Yeah. I watched the Princess Bride uh, reunion thing and I emailed him and I was like, it was so great to see you. And my son watched it and it was, it was just such a joy. And and he wrote back and said, oh, you know, sort of, he was like that every night when you ran into my arms, it was was like, all right. Anyway. (laughs) Well, there's my name. If you need to know, wait, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, wife are actually like they're so bizarre and odd but they're so entertaining like on TikTok all of a sudden I know and those Instagram videos they were doing where they their kid would ask them something and they would say what they said they'd be like oh what's what's Becky with the good hair like or they'd say some sort of pop culture <laughs> reference and they'd be like oh it was yeah it was very entertaining one of those quarantine yeah. things I think know? it's like he hired it's like he hired a new publicist and the new publicist was like here's what we're gonna do you know <laughs> no way unless their their kid was like all right you guys need to be a little bit more relevant and this is how we're gonna do it yeah but no you're right probably probably a publicist um but you you were the youngest female to ever win this tony award and and you won for the secret garden and, yeah. and how how has that affected your life not to be cliche well that's a hard question to answer because mm-hmm. i don't i don't know like i don't have the other track to reference like yeah you know, the sliding doors version of my life where I didn't win. Mm-hmm. I should write that book. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's weird. It's like asking somebody, I don't know. It's just, I have hair. Um, right. Right. But you must've been, been like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Yeah, it was, I didn't really know the, the magnitude of it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been a theater kid. I don't know. You might 
kid is playing drums in the background. I apologize. No, I, I can't hear. Um, yeah. <laughs> or you're welcome. Yeah. Um, I, so I didn't understand the magnitude of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think in some ways it's certainly been, um, I can always point to like, I am the one person in the universe who has this thing. So that's yeah. neat. Yeah. Um, when my son is like, pretending to cry I can just point to my Tony award and be like no I'm on to you you know what I mean no but like (laughs) um, you know it certainly has it certainly has um opened doors for me that wouldn't have been opened and and obviously I'm immensely proud uh of it and I wouldn't hmm, that's funny I was about to say I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world but I don't know it's um, totally okay. No, it's totally okay. But to that's also a really, it's a hard, that's a hard thing to say too. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I, I love my son and I wouldn't have him if my life hadn't gone the way it did. Sure. Yeah. I love my partner. And, um, but did I think it also pressure on you after that. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say is that I feel like being so young, the pressure that it put on me and that I put mm-hmm. on myself, I think was, um, a lot. And I would go into auditions thinking that they were expecting some Tony award winning performance when, when really what it was, was an audition. And now, you know, in retrospect, whether or not they were thinking that, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but I think it certainly, it certainly was, it made, made me feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, you were clearly thinking that you, I could tell you put that on yourself where you would go into an and be like, this has to be, oh, that stinks. That's yeah, like it was, for it was like hard. a young girl to, to have in her head and, and deal with. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a lot. And, um, I've been doing a lot of reflecting as I think we all have in this past, however many months we've been in this like ten. Who's plague. Ten? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, about like how my life has gone and what, what, how I've contributed to where I am and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that a lot of it was, I think also I didn't realize afterward, like how much people knew who I was. I think mm-hmm. that I sort of thought I could be an anonymous teenager, but yeah. I don't think I was an anonymous teenager. And I think people were more aware of me than I knew mm-hmm. and which being a teenager is, it's not a good look for anybody. So I think, <laughs> I think that you know, that I probably shot myself in the foot a lot in that way. But, but yeah, I think that, again, it was like that period of my life was so seminal and it was so, Mm -hmm. uh, it made me who I am. Um, and I, and, you know, and people always introduce me as Tony Award winner, Daisy Egan, even though, even though this year is going to be 30 years. That's Oh yeah. You just said you're 41. And that also is hard to process. Like that's because you were, yeah, you were 11. Oh my gosh. And that's also part of what's, what's sort Mm. of a double-edged sword about it is that people do still see me as 11 a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I've fought, I've been fighting that all my life and getting weird comments from people like, oh, I see you're not a little girl anymore. And I'm like, ew, like, have you seen whatever happened to baby Jane? Is that what you would? That's really weird. Prefer like, nobody is. Yeah, people that were nobody once eleven is. clearly are not. Yeah, a little girl anymore. Right. Oh, that's, so, that's super weird. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's strange, but I think it, it also, you know, I'm, again, I'm so proud of it. And, it, you know, my mom got sick, uh, got diagnosed three months after I won. And uh, so Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so it's a it's that that whole time in my life is mm-hmm. is massive and I met all these amazing people but I was so young yeah. that I don't think I really understood. You know, I think kids 11 like, is little. That's little. Yeah, and when a kid walks into a room it's sort of like they think that the that that room just sort of popped into existence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And so that like that whole mm-hmm. like reading reading Rebecca's obituary for example I was like I didn't know she was in phantom before like I thought she just sort of popped into existence the day we started (laughs) rehearsals you know what I mean yeah Um, exactly exactly and Mm and I I I wish that I had I had known like I wish that I remember meeting Madeline Kahn because she's like a hero but I don't remember meeting her and right um Mm. It's because I didn't yeah. realize the magnitude of of all of those things. You were like 11 years old. So that's right. really not your fault. <laughs> right. But I, I agree. I look back on things and I'm like, I wish I could have. You know when you have those vivid memories where you're like, I wish I could have played this a little bit cooler, but I couldn't because I was 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know any better and I thought I was being cool. That's kind of right. the worst part of it. <laughs> but, um, and it's also a great lesson in like forgiveness and. Yes. You know. 100%. 100%. But anyway, so going back to the gender thing, this is interesting yeah. to me because I did read you came out to your parents when you were a teenager or gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, well, sort of, okay. I, at about 12, I was like, I think I'm bisexual Okay. and I think I wanted my parents to have a bigger reaction, but they were like, okay, cool. okay that's fine. You're literally in musical theater in New York. Like, yeah. Yeah. They were like, cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the friends I had were all sort of the, the queerdos as I like to call them. Um, but I sort of went in and out of the closet over my life because I think I was worried mostly about my career and, you know, the business in the nineties and even the two thousands was not the business today. And now look, I'm never going to um, question anybody's how they identify, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's a lot of ticking of diversity boxes that people are doing. And there, and I think now it's like a badge of pride to be like, I'm bisexual. And I'm like, girl, I, I spent 20 years, like, oh, shit. Oh, it's okay. Um, I spent 20 years, like struggling with whether or not I was allowed to be gay or even, or even just not feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, so have it now be this thing of like, you know, I mean, God bless the kids who everyone's like, who cares? Gender isn't a thing. Sexuality isn't a thing. Everybody do yeah. your thing, whatever. That's yeah. so great. It was not like that when I was growing up. And no, not at all. Not even I would a cut my hair and I would have agents yell at me about, you know, oh. you look like a boy. We have, mm-hmm. we can't, you know, and there was, there, there weren't parts for me. Yeah. Um, and in 2018, I was just, I was dating somebody, my, my husband and I, which is also why I feel weird saying husband, uh, he's Monty's dad. And we've been, we've been together on and off for about 11 years. And oh wow, yeah. And part of that off time 
was when I sort of really just came out and I was like, I can't hide anymore. This is who I am. These are the people that I prefer to spend my time with. Yeah. Um, and then in 2018, I just, I think I was dating somebody who was non-binary mm. and I was, that's when I really started to be like, wait, I haven't been expressing myself the way that I've wanted to basically all my life. Mm -hmm. And I realized that like time was ticking, you know, <laughs> and I, I might as well live my authenticity. So I just decided to, yeah, to be authentic. Yeah. To answer your question about whether or not I came out to my parents as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was the yeah. answer. No, no, it's okay. Cause I was, I was just thinking, I was like, I don't think that you're gay, but bisexual would make more sense because I did think that you had a husband. So that would I, mean, yeah. yeah, I identify as, as queer. Um, I identify as non-binary female, which is separate from sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, it's funny. I, I feel weird about saying bisexual. And I think that that's just my own biphobia. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I think it's because I'm attracted to people who don't identify with either gender. So I don't know. Okay. Some people say that bisexual is attracted to similar and different. Other okay. people say it's attracted to two genders, male and female. So it's hard, it's hard to know. I thought it was the latter, but again, I, I honestly don't know anything and I'm learning so much um, yeah. this whole year. And and it's, it's so great to just keep learning things that you don't know and just be something I wanted to ask you just about gender and, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, so technically you are the youngest female to win a Tony award. Now, when do you think the Broadway league is going to recognize the fact that maybe they shouldn't have best actress, best actor, maybe it should just be one category. I mean, we're, you I know, feel like as a society, is, we're leaning towards that, right? I think we are, but I think that's a very complicated question because I mm. worry yeah. that, um, I worry that men will, that male bodied people or, or even just male identified people will, will win over women be, be, or female body people because of the ongoing misogyny and patriarchy. And so yeah. I do worry. I worry that if there's, point. yeah, if there's one category, best performer, let's say, yeah, best, best lead performer in a show, I, I just, I just worry that implicit bias is, it's going to be like the white cis male most of mm -hmm. the time. And, yeah. and so I don't, know how to address that maybe it could be like best female identifying actor yeah. or best 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 not I don't know I don't know I don't need I honestly don't know either I just thought maybe this year would be the year to do it since basically there's no nominations and also I think like Aaron Tveit was the only male not yeah nominated for best um actor in a musical yeah so it's crazy um I was like yeah. really there was only one dude in I all the shows the same thing that's why I was like this is so silly they should at least for this year since it's such a weird year just combine it and see what happens like just yeah see I don't know but I mean they I cannot count. imagine like, I cannot yeah. imagine being an up-and-coming actor right now and like you're in your no. first Broadway show or maybe it's your second but it's like your first big role yeah. And it just, I mean, I cannot, I it's, it's, 
I mean, even this, this coming year, I've always thought as, as, as my time on Broadway got farther and farther away, yeah. I always thought like, maybe it would be fun on the 30th anniversary for me to like present a Tony award at the Tony awards and come back yeah. and be like, it's been 30 years and make yeah. it sort of like, yeah. but there's no, there's, no. there isn't one. So well, next year will be 30 years, right? Next well, 2022. 20, Cause you did it. No. 92. Oh no. 91. Oh, it's this year. Oh my gosh. But this, but again, like this is, or this is such a good lesson. This year is such Mm -hmm. a good lesson. And like, you just don't know where life is going to go. And I feel like my career has been, um, you know, always in my career, as I've been on the upward trajectory, something has happened Mm -hmm. to stop it. So like my mom died and that was a thing. And then uh, I had some mental health issues and that was a thing. And then I got pregnant. That was, a, it was like rising, yeah. rising, rising, fall, fall, yeah. fall. And so, and now so COVID. when everything, yeah. So when everything shut down and I was again, sort of on the rise, yeah. I was able to take it really well because I was like, I'm used to this. I'm used uh, to life. Baby, that's, that's like not okay. No, like it is okay because this know. is how life goes. Life yeah. is, life doesn't go the way you plan. Life doesn't move in a straight line and you know and and instead I'm working on a podcast my therapist pointed this out to me last yeah. week she said she said a year ago you said that you wanted to be a year from now writing more and making money on your writing and now mm-hmm. here you are making money on your writing and I was like oh right and that probably wouldn't have happened tell yourself this is leading me to where I'm ultimately going and right. and that's it's just the way it is. It's the way it's supposed to be. I think it's also partly because I've struggled with anxiety and depression all my life. In some Mm -hmm. ways I've been able to handle the plague better than some, because I'm like, I'm used to being anxious and depressed for people who've had like good mental health all their life. They're like, what is this feeling? I'm like, it's called anxiety. That's actually, no, no, you're right. Because I think that was kind of me where I was like, I'm not used to this. I was being so mean to everybody around me at first because I just didn't know how to handle everything where, and I was always on the go and I still am to an extent, yeah. but not really. So I really had to calm down and it's, it's been tough, but you. you're taking a breather from acting. No, it's just, you know, the industry is taking a breather. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and in some ways I feel like I've spent a lot of my life, you know, sort of banging my, my fists at the door. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me now, like, that's like, eh, I'll knock once in a while, but I'm not going to bang yeah. this on the door anymore. And I, and I love acting. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love making a living at creative things. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't sit at a desk. It's just not something I can do unless yeah. it's to write um, my own projects. Um, so no, you know, I'm still putting myself on tape for what there is, but there's nothing really right I'm now. I'm hearing Everything the same thing. Down from everybody it's crazy um I said to my manager I was like do I need to start worrying that I'm not booking and he's like no this is you can none of this is normal you cannot base and this is nuts bananas yeah totally it's it totally is I saw a meme the other day where it was like actors do not judge your worth on the amount of work you got in 2020 because that doesn't it does not count um but and also that's a great lesson and like don't judge your worth on whether or not you're booking ever. Yeah. yeah. No, the, Find I, something I can else. imagine it's so hard though, to not just, you know, get down and everything, but you seem like you're doing so well and you're in such a great place. 
well. <laughs> Thank you. you. I mean, if you're not, you like you, your face looks beautiful and glowing and I can tell you have no makeup on, but it's still, I'm like, what whale sperm are you using? I'll literally pay top <laughs> no, dollar for is, that. What are you rubbing you know on your this face? Is, this, is, um, <laughs> this is called fix my, fix my features or whatever on zoom. Um, no, I, I will, that. I will say in all full disclosure, like I, I'm on, I, I'm on medication. I have been mm-hmm. for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, who, I don't think I'd be functional if I wasn't. And also to be honest, I have anxiety, uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have physical symptoms of anxiety all the time. So mm-hmm. like I said to, to Kurt last night, I feel like if a pipe that's like stuck, like uh, clogged, yeah, had a physical feeling, this is what it would feel like. Like I feel like I'm clogged up to my chin, mm. and I can't, and it won't come out. I feel like <laughs> I feel oh, like gosh. I'm constant knot in my throat and my chest. Um, so I I am having anxiety all the time, and I'm constantly finding I have to do like very deep breathing, and I do meditation first thing in the morning. Mm. Um, and I only, I only say that because, uh, because I am coping well and I do have a lot on my plate and my therapist keeps pointing out, like you have a lot of stress, Mm. but it's, but it's okay. Like, and it's okay to feel like you want to cry all the time and it's okay to cry all the time. And it's okay to, Mm. to tune out and watch the bachelorette until your brain is coming out of your ears. If that's what you have to do, like, you know, like I said, for me, it's been Sex in the City reruns. Don't ask me why. I've been loving to have a good cry yeah. to Sex in the City, but I have, I have yeah. never since until quarantine, I've never watched any of The Bachelor. But I, I watched, yeah, I, I watched the last season with the with the Bachelorette, and I was like, this is bananas. That's and my sister hilarious. was like, oh girl, this season sucks. And she sent me season fifteen, and I've been watching it, and I'm like, wait, it's maybe great. I should get into it. Is it that? Or, I mean, I know it's entertaining. People are Listen, obsessed with it. So, I'm telling okay. you, it will. It's, and the okay. new season uh, airs tonight. It's oh, the really? first, yeah, it's the first Black Bachelor because it's oh, 2021 and they were like, that. maybe yeah. we should finally get on board. With- I totally saw that. It's The Bachelor, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. All right. I did see that. So, yeah, I saw that. Okay. I will be watching it as it airs for the first time ever. And I will be like, Hey, so that was Daisy Egan. She's so cool. Um, and yeah, just a really cool girl, but, and it's okay for me to say girl because she does go by those pronouns. So bye. Um, but no, Daisy is so fun. And like I said, so complex and it's just crazy. You can win a Tony, but you still have to submit a crap load of self tapes to get a job. It's never ending. Um, so yeah, I hope everybody who is a performer or an actress is just not too hard on themselves after listening, but thanks again, guys, for listening and supporting this podcast. Um, if you like it, don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you listen. And until next week.